Good evening. Back once again to the Pick and Roll podcast. Pleased to say we're joined in studio once again. Uh, a welcome return, the captain of the Sheffield Sharks, Mike Tuck. <laughs> back <laughs> in the building. Well, so good to see you, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's um, good, good to be back. Yeah, it's good to catch up. Uh, the red hot Sheffield Sharks, um, we should say. Seven wins in a row, is it? Yeah, it's getting a little spicy over here. It's getting <laughs> a little hot. Um, yeah, seven wins in a row, seven league wins in a row, um, six games on the trot. Um, After a sort of tricky start, you were three, one and three, and now you're sort of yeah. eight and three, I guess. So, um, yeah, so uh, it's it's been good. We we've been managed to turn it around, and like you said, it was a, it was a bit of a tricky start, and we made some personnel changes, and we just kind of got comfortable playing with each other, and. Now we've managed to string some wins together, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, we watched the game on Friday, didn't we, Gav? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. It a close one at the end. Probably shouldn't have been that close. So yeah. Well, a thing of feet to say. Yeah. Definitely. And I think uh, uh, Dirk, Dirk and Chris uh, definitely uh, saved us with some big shots down the stretch. Um, yeah, a couple of huge threes, yeah. Yeah. But we gave them some opportunities to come back, and uh, fortunately, they, they didn't capitalize. Uh, Andy Thompson hit a big three to to keep him in the game, but um, yeah, we did well down the stretch. Um, it was a historic win for us. That was the first time we've ever won in in their building, uh, yeah. and it was actually the first time we'd beaten them since 2016 at the playoff final. Playoff final, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been a long time coming, um, and it was nice to get one down there. Uh, you know, whenever we go down there, I always I, I get a little bit of a reception from the fans there. Oh, really? Because, yeah, they uh, are quite boisterous. Yeah, so I, so uh, it was nice to get one down there and and uh, and have a nice bus ride back <laughs> instead of usually not a not a pleasant one. How is that? Because Whenever we've sat near the the away fans, you are quite a let's let's say polarizing figure. Yeah, um, hard nosed style of play. Can... Earlier on this season, we played at Worcester, and I, over the past couple of years, the, the Worcester fans have just like they just hammer me every time I yeah. go down there. So uh, I think it's just for one, I'm I'm you know a dinosaur in this league, and I've just been around forever. And then you know, two I. You know, I I kind of play with my heart on my shoulder at times, so uh, heart on my sleeve rather. And uh, sometimes I'll I'll make some comments to the crowd, or you know, <laughs> or just let them let them know that what's going on. So um, yeah, but the Worcester and Leicester fans always give me stick every time I go down there. What's the atmosphere like in their building? Because they kind of got their own arena, haven't they? So it kind of looks quite quite big. Yeah, it's good. It's kind of it's. I would say it's kind of like. It's the catalyst for this league, maybe. Yeah. Um, three courts across, and then you know you pull the stands out on the on the yeah. two side courts, and you got the ah, middle court. See, okay. um, they've got stands behind both baskets as well. Um, but it's good. It's a perfect. I think it's a perfect size for this. Yeah, league. it looks good it's on about, TV. I think about three or three and a half thousand seats in there. Um, perfect for British basketball. Uh, it'd be compared to like a Division two school in the states. Like yeah, just yeah. you know, good size. Um, and they they they've got a great fan base down there. So it's always a, f- a fun game playing there. Um, it wasn't it wasn't completely full uh, in our game on Friday, but it was a good size crowd. But I mean, even that their own arena, they've got the red seats and the red. Floor, like it, it makes a difference to what just looks better, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 it makes it like just viewing it on TV makes it a much better product. So it clearly is like the prototype for the, for the yeah, league, I think, yeah, model uh, they should be looking at so exactly. And they're the first one in the league to do it. 
um and uh you know you're gonna see other teams start to follow suit now but yeah like you said you, you know it makes a big difference when you have you know your logo on the on the floor yeah. and the seats are the you know Home your team's col- colors yeah. yeah and you just you get that feeling when you go in there and then you know their fans will get in there and it's all, it's all about building a culture around the team right and then that's what they have there and then i think they've done up their locker room as well mm-hmm. so it's all these little things you know some people might not think they they mean anything but these little things do add up and it does yeah, build a culture and and it, it helps what's the latest on the sort of Sheffield thing are you allowed to say uh, uh i'm not fully in the loop with that uh i know that there's some meetings going on but that's about all i can say right yeah, now okay. how is it playing in the copper box i love playing in the copper box that's one of my favorite venues to play well, in in the league because you can't get anywhere near filling it just yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> it's one of those sort of albatrosses left over. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was yeah the 2012 Olympics. Yep. It was the a handball arena. Uh, I think it seats between four and five thousand people in there. So it's yeah. it's a good size. It's probably. It's and I would probably say it's the big. Might be the biggest arena that we have in our league. I would say, um, and I, yes, they don't always fill it. Mm. Usually the lower bowl is, yeah. you know, good size. Like they probably get around two, two or three thousand fans in there every game. Um, but I love playing down there. You know, it's yeah. it's in London. It's a big, big venue, and yeah. you know, when you when you get in there, you feel like you're in a proper like you know arena. Yes, so, that's what I mean. It feels like it must be a an odd. I don't know, like a, a weird jump out of the regular grind yeah weird weird for british basketball when when we're used to rooms are an upgrade and stuff yeah everything i mean it's it's brand new so it's just it's it's really nice inside um and yeah like i said it's more of a you get that more of arena vibe and they've done uh they've all the seats are different colors in there so even when you do look at the crowd it looks like you feel like it's full of that from uh sporting lisbon their arenas like that where they yeah. have all the different seats so even if it's not full you can't really tell yeah exactly they do it for on yeah. tv so that you can't tell on tv so yeah it, it's it's good it's always a good atmosphere there I, I love playing in london you guys are you there this sunday we are there this yeah, sunday yeah. we play there uh back-to-back sundays so this friday we're at home versus newcastle right. sunday away um at they, they beat you last time as well london didn't they they did beat us. Yeah, they beat us by 10. Uh, we were playing up in, in Sheffield at Ponds Forge. So it was a, it was a strange game for us. Um, Is that the first time you've ever played at Ponds Forge? I meant to get no, to I've, I played there probably 2012 or something like that. Played, that would be, this, that's only the second time I've ever actually played there. We've, we've practiced there quite a few times, but um, it was different. It. It's a lot different than the EIS. The rims are like these big old rusty rims that just like if the ball even touches this the the rim at all it's gonna bounce like way out so you have to shoot like a perfect shot every time in there and so it was just it was different for us because you know i think the little things that work against you so when we played that game we it was kind of like an away game for us we practiced there all all that week to get comfortable with it but it was just like you know you're not as comfortable as you would be at, at your home court and then uh sadell hansen young one of our young guys went down and and um dislocated his shoulder during the game the game stopped for like 20 minutes like while that was all happening so there was a few things working against us and we were we were still um it was before we had made some some changes in personnel and stuff like that so 
there was a, it was a few things working against us, and then we 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 only ended up losing the game by ten. So I think there's some a lot of positives and a lot of things we can learn from that game. Um, and now, you know, going this weekend is huge for us. Obviously, seeing Newcastle, who just lost to London. Uh, You've not played them yet either, have you? No, just in the preseason. Um, and then going down to London, and you know, London's the number one spot right now. We're the number two spot, so it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a battle. Uh, I'm looking forward to it though, because I think you know we made quite a few mistakes in that first game where you know there's some things that we can we can change and, and much better at. You mentioned new faces. Um, is it Anthony Collins has come in. Uh, That's right. Another Texas Texas A&M guy like Beach. That's it. Yeah, yeah, we. I don't know what Atiba's doing. <laughs> must be something in the water down there. Um, yeah, Anthony Collins coming over here. Um, I think this is his his second or third year playing pro. Um, but he's a great addition for us. Uh, he is, you know, the prototype floor general. Um, okay. He is looking to distribute the ball, yeah, yeah. and that's all he wants to do. He wants to get guys involved. He wants to pass the ball. Um, he's definitely leading our team in assists right now, and uh, he's, he's yeah, doing he's well. Yeah, he's the league. Sort of yeah, the I think around yeah. seven, seven, yeah, yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, um, and uh, he's got a really high basketball IQ. He's very, very smart. So uh, he, he's made a, a huge, huge difference. Um, I think with the with the other kid that we had, uh, it was he was more of a scorer, and yeah. and you know we've got quite a few guys that yeah, can score the yeah. ball on our team. So yeah. now we've got a distributor, and Balance it's bit, it's changed yeah. things yeah. around yeah. quite a and bit. Leslie, is it Leslie Smith. Leslie Smith, uh, another big guy, which obviously take a bit more pressure off you. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. He 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 helps, and you know he he played for two years in Bristol, so he knows what he knows the yeah, league, yeah. he knows what's expected, and and uh, he's about six seven six eight, really strong, and he can he can shoot. He's got he's got range on him, so he's helped spread the floor a little bit, and he's big big help for us. Yeah, have you been coming off the bench? Uh, yeah, there's I've two games that I've come off the bench uh, recently, uh, and it's just to just to switch things up uh, and 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 give our bench a little bit of a firepower. Does so, that feel different? Or uh, I think or? for me, I'm not really too worried about it. I mean, it's it is different not starting, but I'm still playing the same amount of minutes, yeah, and I, yeah. I think I still have the same impact on the game. So. Uh, it's not a big deal for me. Uh, I'm just all about those wins. If yeah, we no, if we can win, I'll I, you know I'll, I'll sit on the bench the whole game if we can win. But. It's kind of a weirdly overvalued thing. Like people would, I mean, who was it? I think Jalen Brown recently said, "Well, I'm starting." He said, "Yeah, but I'm finishing them." Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's you know, and yeah, it's about the amount of minutes you play, and if that particular matchup means you can make the most of your minutes coming a bit later against the second unit, I just thought, well. Yeah, it's weird. You always see people say like, "Oh, you know, like NBA players, they 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 like to know how many minutes they're gonna get, you know, what their role is gonna be, and they don't like, you know, is that how true is that? You find kind of. I, I think I, I, it's it comes down to the individual player, and sometimes it can be an ego thing, and course, you yeah. know, you look at like not, you know, Carmelo Anthony, yourself, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, what? They're gonna bring me off the bench?" Like, da, 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 you know, yeah. But um, I think for guys who are maybe not as big of an ego or more comfortable like in their role or whatever um i think it's not a big a deal uh when i played at 
in university uh i i got the six man of the year award yeah, one year so i'm used to, I've, I've been used to that role before and and it's it's almost one where you kind of look at it and you got you got to embrace it and be like okay i'm gonna be that guy who comes and brings that energy off the bench and you know sometimes the starters you know after that first five minutes they're gonna they're gonna drop they're gonna get tired the fatigue set, sets in so then you come in and 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 be that spark and be that energy so you know i've i've, I've always embraced the role no matter what role i need to have or whatever i need to do i always try and embrace and that it comes from just you being a um, captain everything you know yeah. that's you're gonna set that tone aren't you in that example i guess exactly yeah, players have always been that guy uh, del Shrem. Yeah. Who's that guy in Seattle? Boris Dier. Boris Dier. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't look like Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams? That's it, man. Lou Will. Dirk's a joy to watch for us, though. We, uh, he's a handful, isn't he? Um, yeah. He's kind of, were you surprised when he came back? So Atiba sort of made some comments. He was kind of surprised. <laughs> well, he, uh, he had workouts, summer workouts with uh, OKC yeah, this summer. That, yeah. Uh, so he's got interest from you know NBA interest and really high level. You think um, he'd be good enough to play in the G League at least? Yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely think he could. But he was texting me all summer saying you know how much he loves Sheffield and and he just really liked the the team here and, and the culture and and everything. So um, I told him I originally told him I was like you know go and you know go if you can get a shot at the NBA da 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 all that. But um, I think another year here won't hurt him. Uh, he's only getting better. Like the, how old is he? Like twenty four? Yeah, yeah. twenty three, twenty four. So he's he's he's, really. he's um, out of like all of our pro guys. He's actually the youngest guy on the team, okay. even though he's the second wow. year back. But um, awesome. the the ceiling for him is really high. Like, and yeah. he hasn't even touched, gotten even when close. Got to that it. level of athleticism is exactly. Yeah, so so he, he's he's got uh, he he can get a lot better and i think this season we've already seen it over the summer he just got a lot better so he's come back he's much more aggressive his handles is, is better he's still shooting very consistently um i think you know he had a big game against lester and the two games before that he was a little bit quiet so he was due for a big game yeah. and thank god it was against lester <laughs> and you know five threes and and a uh, big donk and yeah, it it was good. It's nice. It's and it, it's a pleasure to play with him. He's not a he's not a selfish player, and, and he, he makes the right yeah, plays. He's not and just gunning, is he? Man? No, he, and um, he's a great guy on and off the court. Yeah, so you look at like guys like Alfonso McKinney, who just made the Warriors team. So he's never too late. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's got that level of athleticism. There's always going to be definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, we love Dirk. We love Dirk at the Sharks. What are your aspirations for the season then, realistically? Well, I mean, I mean it's been last. Yeah. Home or away? No, we. I. I. I typically never really fear any teams, but um, th- this is going to be our biggest month, I think, so yeah. far. Uh, we we've beat a lot of mid-table teams, and you know we've proven we can do that. Now we've beat you know Leicester. Um, they've had that sonic Euro distraction as well, haven't they? They've not sort of played as many yeah, games. Yeah, they were so in, kind of yeah the Champions League qualifiers and then the Euro Cup. So they've had a, a you know high like a lot of bulk of games. Um, but I think they're a team that are still kind of trying to figure out their identity. Um, they've got Pierre Hampton, one of their big guys, just come back from injury. So when we played them, he, he wasn't. He's still not in top shape yet. So I think they're still trying to find their their identity a little bit. Um, but I think this game on Friday against Newcastle is going to be huge. Um, 7.30 Friday at the EIS for any, anybody who wants to come down. <laughs> i got to plug, plug the game. Um, 
yeah, and they're they're always a tough team. And then London right after that. And then the following Sunday, we have London in the first round of the trophy. So, like, these next three games are just massive for us. And if we can if we can pull out the first two wins and prove that, you know, we can beat those teams, especially um, the one in London, which is an away game. So, if we can beat them on the road, which we haven't been having a lot of success on the road this season, uh, then then we can kind of start to cement ourselves as, as you know, the, the one of or if not the best team in the league. What do you think the standards like now compared to sort of when you first came here? So better or worse? Or I mean, there, there seems to be a lot of really good players when I kind of, every time I catch sort of highlights, there seems to be sort of more sort of, I don't know, standout talents than there was maybe sort of four or five years ago. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, I, I, I do think that the league is, is getting better and I do think there is a lot more athleticism in the yeah, league these days. Um, and... Uh, I think that uh, it used to be like there was like the top four teams and then everybody else was it would just like it was a huge drop off after that. Now it's more like, you know, last season and then the beginning of this season, it's, you know, that that one through eight spot, nine, ten spot. It can be, you know, games can go any way, any night. So I think. Uh, a lot of teams are, are starting to, you know, get some momentum behind them, and it's it's starting to even up a little bit. Have you played the new London team yet? No, we uh, haven't. We haven't played them yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing them. Uh, they've they've got a solid team. Uh, they've got a lot of talent. Yeah, uh, almost like Ryan Manning or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, them, yeah. He's he's been having a, a great start for them. Um, I think that I mean they might not have too much talent. You know, yeah. they've got guys sitting on the bench that could be starters on yeah. other teams. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see how they play. Uh, they're obviously an all-British team, which is another interesting thing. Okay. Um, and they play down at uh, Crystal Palace down yeah. in South London, which yeah. is always that's fun to play down there. Yeah, they were a big team in the 80s. Yeah. Palace, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a big tradition down there. Yeah, they mixed in some like old clips from uh, Alton Bird and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they mixed when they were doing the promos for the the new team coming in. They were mixing in some of the old oh, clips from there. Really so that was, you ever watched was uh, Alton Bird Crystal on Palace versus yeah, yeah. Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was that was all that was ever on. Scantlebury. Peter, yes, the Scantlebury brothers. Thingy Cunningham. Uh, Alton Bird. He's the, the GM or the the New Jersey, the Long Island Nets. You know the. Um, Brooklyn, that's right, G League team, Alton Bird. Yeah, he's like, I think he runs it. Ah. Really interesting. That's cool. He was, he was, he was like, yeah, he was, he was the, the biggest name in British BBL basketball when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't even the BBL then, was it? I don't know what it was. It was just British basketball. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see that you know uh, another new team in the league, and and especially down in London, you know, which is a huge city, and obviously able to handle that. So uh, yeah. it's good to it's have. It's also it, it's. If ever, if ever UK basketball as a whole is ever really going to progress, GB basketball, it's through basically nurturing the talent in London. If you know what I mean, one hundred percent. It would seem to me that that is where, if you're looking for lads who are probably going to be good at basketball, London is the, where the vast majority of people. Yeah, are. I mean, it's, it's just... people come from all over the world. They come with that culture with them. I, yeah. I lived in London. I. Brazilians who were mad for basket, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Brazilians, yeah. Serbians, definitely people from all over the world that come with that. Yeah, I mean it's. Well. I mean, what is it? Eleven million people or something yeah. down there. So obviously, you know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. numbers it's, game, and then there's a market the for it. Untapped. Yeah. Sort of definitely, and I think you know, you look at it now with and the way that everything is going, the popularity of basketball. Maybe like ten, fifteen years, I think we're going to see a lot more players coming out of London. Um, 
but yeah the the market down there and and just the it's it's a hotbed uh there's a lot of players coming out of there and it's good to see that there is a team in a league with like a conscious effort to keep big name big british names yeah. in the country because that's just going to progress the league um uh, and you know that those guys are like role models for the younger generation coming up and they're like okay oh well, maybe there's a pathway for yeah, me to stay home and play than, basketball than players going and coming off the bench in the second division in lithuania exactly you know what I mean? yeah exactly everybody in terms of visibility and yep definitely and so i think it's it serves as a great advertisement for for british basketball Cool. We'll have a small break and uh, we'll come back to talk some NBA. Right, we're back. Um, one thing we did want to sort of run past you is what did you sort of make of the whole Jimmy Butler scenario and how that kind of unfolded. Obviously, you've shared an agent with him and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we don't need to go into too much detail, but um, have you ever been in a situation where sort of, you've been on a team and anyone, someone just, you know, was so blatantly wanting out and, you know, been that disruptive? And, Not uh, to <laughs> the point that Jimmy was, <laughs> I think. Um, he's, I mean, he's a great player. He's an all-star yeah. player, yeah. you know, played for Team USA. Great 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 player but i don't see him as as like that that super super superstar role um and you know the way he was like disgruntled in in minnesota i can i can understand a player being disgruntled but he was very very vocal about it which i thought would would just make things like awkward and you know you would I, i don't know for me i would just want a smoother ride and a smoother time but um you know, to granted, he, he wanted out and 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 he, he got, got his way in the end, yeah. he got his wish, and I mean, he's going to. Uh, it seems to me both times, both times he's tried to leverage it, like if you know what I mean, it's them or me. And yeah, the organization's gone all right then. I mean, it looks yeah. like, it's, like it's, he's he's tried to leverage his his power. Yeah, and it's not really worked each time. Well, I mean, he wanted out, he got out. Um, Minnesota have looked a better team with that, to be honest. They definitely kind of. Uh, I think Cat was struggling with him there, yeah. and now you know the pecking order is kind of restored back, and yeah. and now you know Cat can get more touches and and doesn't. Covington's have... look great for them as well. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. good defender. He yeah. can shoot the ball. He really spreads the floor for them. I think I think the trade has made both teams better, and I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Minnesota got the better end of the deal. I don't know because you look at Jimmy going to the Sixers now, and can. Can he spread the floor and shoot the ball? Like, can he shoot the three? He's more of a slasher. Um, He's a great defender. You can play both ways. He's a two-way player. Embiid's not touching the ball as much. Uh, You know, he's not getting the touches. Yeah, he's kind of made some comments already, which is surprising. Um, And then... That's like a bear shit in the woods, though. (laughs) If you know what I mean. Yeah. a cowboy on a horse, I've seen. Fuck. Embiid's not going to be happy about somebody jacking his shine. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's always going to be. I just think... Uh, it gave him a convenient out of that whole sort of Markel Fultz uh, well, situation. Well, yeah. That's, well, they they need to... Uh, they need to get rid of him, I think. That's that's just... You said this at the beginning of the season, didn't yeah. you, Gavin? Well, I don't know if anybody had any idea yeah, that he had are. any value. Anybody no. perceived him as in any way being valuable, well, they he's, have cashed in on that. But. He's just... Uh, he's got that shoulder thing now, which wow. they say yeah. it's they, they can say work on it. They know 15 specialists want them they get the answer they eventually they found yeah. that one from The Simpsons. Hey, it's <laughs> Dr. Neek, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Here's $50. 
write something on this yeah, piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They went to the, see every reputable team doctor surgeon, trick. And they were like, yeah, no. Yeah. Have you ever no. known anything like that? I mean, it's clearly mental with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's really sad. I think just from what I've read and what I've heard uh, that he doesn't have the best circle around him, the best circle okay. of people. Um, and uh, I think he's, you know, he's a, he's a kid. Like, what yeah, is he? He's yeah. like 20 years old. Yeah, like, he's yeah. he does, he's changing up his form, his shot, his free throw. His free throws are tro- like, what is he doing with the ball yeah. tapping? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just don't think he has the right uh, circle around him. Uh, and I don't think he's getting, like, the best advice. And uh, I think the best thing for both parties in that situation is just to get – He clearly needs a new – Give him a chance somewhere else. Yeah, 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 like let him – he's young. Yeah, or just, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. yeah just somewhere yeah. where he can go and learn and, and just, just grow and get better and, and give him some time to get that, that shoulder figured out because obviously there's something going on there. Because he was a – man, he could play in college. Like he was a scorer. Like and so yeah. – and we saw – you saw flashes of it at the beginning of this season where he had a few good games where he was kind of looking a little bit back to normal. But. I mean, he could – he's potentially a really good defensive player as well. I mean, yeah. he's got, you know, big body. That was a line they were trotting out, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, Tony Allen? <laughs> Anybody want a young Tony Allen? I never uh, watched college basketball. So I, I never really saw him in college. So yeah, yeah, I mean, he was he was solid. I mean, there was a reason why he was the number one pick. Yeah, so I just find it so hard to just evaluate how good the players they're playing against are. You know, in college, I don't know. It's just well, that's another thing I wanted to ask about. Say is a thing. So the Luka Doncic yeah. thing was, but he just looked the obvious number one pick because of what he'd done. In Euro, yeah, yeah, and then they're you know, like, no, 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 no. Having experienced both, would you say that, as if you know what I mean, that which is the better indicator? Would, would well, I think success at college because it seems to me like they played 36 games against 32 teams that aren't really very good sometimes, yeah. And, and I think there's a stigma still over in. in North America about like European basketball and sure. and the, and the level, phobia. yeah. Sure. Whereas yeah. I think now you know you look at some of the Euro League teams, they could probably run with you know some. They could of, beat the Phoenix Suns. Exactly, they could probably yeah. beat yeah. the last ten yeah. NBA teams, maybe even higher than that. Chicago so, Bulls. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think people get hung up on on scouts and what people are saying and da 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 da, and and not really looking at. at, at the realness of the situation and the realness of the situation is that he was killing in Euroleague for the past like three years. And he won Eurobasket with Slovenia, which is like exactly. I don't know. It's like well, Northern Ireland is... winning the World Cup or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it's well, the other thing is as well. It's it's like really disrespectful to long time professional basketball players. Definitely, if you know what I mean. Who yeah. have worked hard, men who have dedicated their lives to learning the game. Yeah, who, college is the biggest fish on the. Oh yeah. The, most experienced will have been here three years. Yeah, because because we all know he's not good enough. Well, when you look, I I just think Luca has been playing with men. Yes, and, that, and that's now, what I mean. And he's, then the rest of them are, are but just he's kids. He's also been learning from men in the exactly. room as well. Yeah, not, he's been playing. And on you can see games, he's the not. most mature out of all the rookies. Like I definitely in my he's leading the rookie of the year in my my opinion. I don't know what you guys. Do oh, you guys I mean, think. did you see him on Saturday night? Yeah, it was ridiculous. I, mean, <laughs> I watched that just, game live. I was just like. Jaw on the floor, like yeah. he's, he's done it again. What? It's just... no longer Dirk's team. No. <laughs> it's no. Luca's team now. That felt like that moment <laughs> you'll hear about, like in in the in the voice, if you know what I mean. 
that was the night he announced himself on the big yeah. stage. Like, that was the, it like 11 straight points he had yeah, at one point? Yeah, yeah, they were way down. And he just single-handedly just were right. He's, just, he's such Nine a down. solid shooter, and his step back is just crazy. Yeah. He creates so much space with a step back. He did clink a pillow. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really really fun to watch with uh, Dennis Smith as well. Like young, lots of young talent over there. It's 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 really fun to watch that team. Yeah, Uh, yeah, there was I saw some graphic the other game. DeAndre and who was the number one pick. Only started playing basketball at thirteen, and Donkic signed his first pro contract at forty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which one's going to be one? better? Yeah. 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 Which one? Which one's going to know the game better? That's uh, Phoenix is just a nightmare right yeah, now. Isn't it? So Book has been injured, hasn't he? But yeah, they're, they're going nowhere fast. Um, it's never going nowhere fast. No. They just keep tanking for picks for players that get injured. There's Zion Williamson's up. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to try and Chicago tank. Chicago just weighed in heavy on yeah. that on that um, place, though. Yeah, they uh, got rid of Fred Hoiberg, um, didn't they? Brought in, of course, a guy called Alabama Diplomatic to come with him. A fucking uh, placeholder? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name, but. That's uh, what he's called. <laughs> fucking hell. Did you see him against the Celtics the other night? It was like the 13th heaviest loss in NBA history. Oof. The Celtics' biggest 63. They put, it was like 133 to 77. Yeah, I saw that. Like, Jim Boylan is the guy I was thinking of. Okay. I'll forget his name just as I'm not even going to bother like, dedicating it to memory. Yeah. But it's come out today that there was a bit of a, almost a sort of team mutiny. You know, he, he gave them sort of, uh, sort of two hour practice on the day of a back to back and they were, team were, you know, they were saying, oh, that we're not, we're not going to attend and they've, they've had a players meeting, but apparently he's a bit of a shouty type. I mean, have you ever had sort of shouty coaches and how, how is that something that would uh, just turn you off massively? Like, I think. I mean, a team doesn't strike me as a shouty type. Well, he sure can moments, yell, yeah. yeah, and like I've seen him break boards in the locker room <laughs> and stuff like that. But um, I, mean, I think my my college coach was like, he, let's just say he was he was loud and he was yeah. he would get in your face and he would he would really like try and demoralize you. So like, I kind of got like a f- the four year pounding of that, and after that, like. It, I could take any coach in, in the world yeah. after that. Like he really toughened me up mentally. Um, but depend, depends on, depends on the players. And then, you know, in the NBA is different. Like when you have, you know, most of the guys on the team are making way more than the coach. Yeah, and yeah. some of these guys, it's hard for them to like respect. Scott Brooks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scott Brooks. Uh, but it's hard for some of these guys to respect the, these coaches. And, yeah. and um, I mean, Greg Poffich can get away with it. Definitely. You know, he's, rings on the table and stuff but they, they seem the model seems to be more like the Brad Steams approach now where very calm very sort of respectful of you know whether you're a rookie or a sort of 10 year vet he treats everyone the same yeah and kind of that sort of Hubie Brown drill sergeant coach seems to kind of seems like we've seen the back of that now really I don't know yeah I, mean, I think so and, and the game is changing as well like yeah. just positionless basketball and, and just everybody in a system so um well, yeah I, I think it's like um it seemed before the model was that yeah you have to barrage people like like the military. I'll break you down and then build you back up and then yeah. you'll be loyal to me because I'm the one that empowered you, but I'm also the one that demoralised you. So yeah, it, it's and that 
and anybody who didn't respond well to that was deemed like weak or not not good enough. Well, that's yeah. that's not a smart way to get the best out of your assets, especially if you're investing no. money and time into people. One hundred percent. You find what works for them and how to get the most out of people. Yeah, exactly. And I think you know everybody's different, but it's all about pulling a group of guys together and, and yeah, that's and what it boils down to. Establishing roles and then and then and then making them work together and whatever coaching style can do that with that group of people will work. Like, um, but yeah, I'm much more a bigger. I'm a bigger fan of the the B. Stevens uh, way. Uh, I think he's what he's doing. The they Celtics also burn out quick, don't they? Particularly in the NBA, that's what people got. Scott, yeah, the Scott Skiles. Is... We'll get Scott Skiles in. He'll shout at everybody for eighteen months, and then we'll get rid of him once they've like tightened up a bit. Yeah. That act gets old quick too. Exactly. You know, you can only shout for so long. So, how, how genuine question? Because I'll never know this. How hard has it been screamed at by somebody my size? <laughs> like, if you know what I mean when you're like seriously I, I'll fucking ugh, you know what I mean I would always, take some real restraint at yeah times. I remember a, when I played for uh, Team Canada and they brought in um, uh, one of our assistant coaches was this really short Italian guy and I can't remember the, my, his name off the top of my head but he, he coached in the, in Danny the f- <laughs> <laughs> well he was probably about the same height but he coached in, in the first league in Italy and they brought him in and and he was he basically put our system in and put called all the plays and everything and our head coach was more of a motivator and that type of thing um but i remember he would he would try and scold us when we made mistakes and everyone's like looking at this guy and he was like five foot five and it was just like <laughs> oh man he's not really gaining the, the respect but it is, it is what it is i think coaching is not a tough gig man you have to get guys to buy in i think yeah. that's the biggest part get guys to buy in you see that with orlando this year like how They've obviously seemed to pretty much the same roster. How they've sort of responded to Steve Clifford compared to sort of I don't know what was going on with Frank. I always thought Frank Vogel was a decent type and a decent coach, but they they sort of just the difference between one coach and the other is just really noticeable. They obviously they were bought into what he's trying to get across. Yeah, and you know a young team like that as well, I think might be easier for guys to buy in because they want to learn and they want to listen and they want to get better. You know, and they're not. Their ego isn't all the way up there yet because they haven't tasted that success. Yeah. Well, Orlando have got a track record of letting their best assets go, so, well, yeah, <laughs> so, they, so they know they that. Yeah, you're that. not going to hold me hostage here. <laughs> if I put it on, I'll get a trade somewhere decent soon enough. Um, we should probably talk about your hometown team, the Raptors. Yeah, um, baby, go Raptors! <laughs> they um, they lost to Milwaukee, uh, so last night, but they've they've had a, a great start to see. Yeah, they have. Uh, the the Kawhi Leonard trade uh, is is paying off. Um, I kind of forgot how good he was. Yeah. doesn't really seem to have hit like 100% Kawhi sort of on the defensive end yet. So I think there's no. probably still a bit more to come. Definitely. I think he's he's still, uh, he hasn't, you know, reached his full potential yet. But um, I think, we're you know, we're looking good. Uh, the floor is very spread out. Yeah. Um, Ibaka you know, at center seems to have kind of... Yeah, they moved, they moved him to the five it? now um, and bringing Valanciunas off the bench sometimes. So it's just, everything's a lot more balanced, I, I feel like. Did you ever cross pass with Nick Nurse? He was just before you came, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, it? no, I've never never uh, yeah. played against him or met him. I think it was, uh, I think it was about 2006 he left. I think it was, yeah. he was, uh, was it Birmingham? I can't remember. It was yeah. Somewhere. I didn't know Masai had played in the British League. I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw a picture of him. Derby, apparently. Really? Yeah. No, yeah. Really? I had no and, idea. But uh, I can't find any information yeah, about this yeah, one. Down yeah. south so, as well, like in Southampton really? or something So, like yeah, that, I think yeah. he maybe rode the bench. I don't know if he was Yeah, there's a there's a picture of him on Instagram floating around where yeah, it's oh, yeah. Uh, 
it's really interesting, man, because I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so no, there, there's your, there's the connection with Nick Nurse. So yeah. no wonder they got along so well, because yeah. obviously there's oh, that, <laughs> the British, the yeah. British, they both live in England. Yeah. And Talk about so. tea and chip butties. And I'm, a, yeah, I'm a Nick <laughs> Nurse player. Wow, he was like player coach. Derby or Birmingham, one of the other yeah and he came over i think and they fired the coach within like three weeks and made him head okay. coach and that's how he got into coaching but he was yeah player coach for quite a few years it's good to see all these bbl alums yeah. yeah it's good too i think he's one of those guys another one of those guys who's I watched all the YouTube clips from the Raptors, and they do a really good job of documenting everything. They're in the locker room a lot yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, he's very hands-off, and, and okay. he lets the, 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 the team system. evolve and lets the system go as, as it should. I think when you got a guy like Kyle Lowry out there as well, who's you know he's leading the NBA in assists right now. So. Yeah, he struggled the last few games, kind of no points against Milwaukee, but... I think he'd come back from that back injury a few games ago, and he's uh, he's really really struggled. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's old years, not in terms of like obviously. He takes like, so many charges, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's he's physically older than like what is he like thirty two, thirty three? I don't think he's that old. No, uh, yeah. yeah, but he's that he's, he's like he's got the mileage of somebody in that. But yeah. In the same way, people but, like Chris Paul. We'll give him fifty million. It's only thirty four. That's young. No, no, not in his. Suddenly, look not in a man who wears the, wears uh, a spandex bandage <laughs> every game. If you know, yeah, that contract looks years. worse than the John Wall one there. That Chris Paul one. Right. Um, what did you make of uh, Larry's comments? Kind of re his relationship with Masai about you know uh, they asked him kind of what's your relationship with him? Does it make him he's you know? Oh uh, yeah, uh, Lowry. Yeah, he said. He's the GM, and I'm the point guard. And uh, it's kind of funny because, I, I mean, as a player, you would get sick of all these like, these, these prodding guess, questions. Yeah, so, like, you never really yeah. know, like, what – maybe he was already tipped over the edge from other stupid questions. Okay. But um, it's also funny to think, okay, what kind of relationship does he have with Masai? And is he still – is there still, like, a bitter taste in his mouth from what, letting – DeMar DeRozan go and, and all that and you've got to understand it's a business at this point right? exactly I'm sure and I'm sure he knows that and I'm sure I think that's the problem is you can't get too buddy buddy up in the NBA with the front office because of course, it's yeah. a business and you you know you're just a commodity and you could be gone in a, in a heartbeat so yeah he should know anybody exactly and but no I think he does and I think that's why he answered that question that way and yeah. I think he's a pure professional and that's the way he's handled it and but you if you watch him in interviews anyways he's always he's always kind of a bit on his edgy, on his, like edgy, they yeah. when they beat golden state uh, like two weeks ago or whatever it was, and, was like and everyone was like oh so do you think this is a matchup of the you know da-da? and he was just like he's right before the interview even started he was like guys no no stupid questions now and, and the first one was obviously that and he was just like what what what, what kind of game was this yeah and he made the reporter say, "Oh, it's a regular season game." Exactly. Like he was just. I like that. Though. I like Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's he's an asshole, but like in a good way. You yeah, know he doesn't I mean? just talk in sort of cliche. No. Well, I think it's it's hard, isn't it? Like that particular section of the media is just looking for salacious, especially ESPN. It's more gossip column stuff it? than yeah. actual basketball analysis. One hundred percent. I think you know, that's really? that's the problem with today's NBA is like just anything that people are saying can be taken out of context yeah. and then you say half a word and Stephen A. Smith's having a stroke exactly you. or... <laughs> like, you've, you've got you got like Nick Wright calling you a disgrace or yeah, you know exactly. what I mean you're like what my mum's watching television <laughs> you know what I mean what, and did, you'll I, see, what uh, did you do that to get to call me a disgrace if you know you'll see like, a, a quote like 
immediately put up as text on a on a meme or an Instagram post or whatever. And yeah. it's like half the time when you were watch the actual interview, it's like taken completely out of context. So but it's like it's like that one. It's like that one. You oh, what do you think about the person liking the thing? Wait, well, maybe he just press back down to scroll and accidentally like, yeah, exactly. like that post if you like yeah does this mean something no yeah you know I mean. everything is over over analyzed and scrutinized yeah, i'm and fairly sure if it meant something there'd be a press conference like not not a like on a tweet if you know yeah like, just... or when uh lebron said that you know he wouldn't mind having mellow on on the lakers the other day and then all of a sudden it's, it's just like boom it's blowing up and it's like mellow's going to the lakers mellow's going to the lakers it's like what the hell is going I think on going to china quite frankly yeah i think i don't know if mellow's just gonna i don't know i th- I think he might think that china's a, like below him yeah oh, i'm sure he does oh, but, he doesn't uh, strike me as the sort to be able to handle mandarin i mean he's still if you go on his instagram he's still working out every day he's still posting stuff cuz he's working out so he's I don't know. I don't want it to turn into like the. uh... Kenny Flowers and Garage. Yeah. Daryl Green on Drive with Dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a bit of that way. I just don't want it to turn into like the AI tour where he's just getting swung around. Yeah. Evaluating where you are in the sort of. Yeah. You're a Hall of Famer. You've had a great career. You've made over $100 million. You, you, you could leave. Yeah. You could yeah. leave the league now and be fine. You might have spent it, all on watches. But. The thing is, if he keeps going right now and tries to bounce around from team to team, it's going to hurt his legacy. Like you're gonna, he's always going to be remembered as that guy who's bounced around instead of yeah. like, okay, he was the he was that Denver guy. Well, you can't. That New York that's guy. one of the things at that, that very top top level. You you got to know when your numbers come. Yeah, I, know. I just don't know why the Rockets even signed him. Yeah, I remember I that, that was first game of the season when they played New Orleans. He tried to sort of take Anthony Anthony Davis off the dribble and just swatted the shit out of there. It was like, no, 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 this is not. It's that's it's different now. It's, yeah, he can jump. <laughs> <laughs> really, they've really struggled, haven't they, Houston? I don't yeah, uh, and I think that that added to it. You know, Melo going in there completely would change yeah. the chemistry. They got rid of Ariza, and I think Ariza was a, a great, great player for them defensively and spreads the floor. Now you got Gordon, who is coming off the bench and giving you energy off the bench. Now he's starting, and now you see interviews with him this week. He's been whining about about chemistry yeah, issues that. and all that. So they're they're not the same team that they were last year. They're not that you know first place best record. MVP. There's nowhere near that. No, so you can see that there's big time chemistry issues going on there, and I think you know the Mellow thing probably. And I'm not putting it like I love Mellow; like he's one of my favorite players of all time. But I just don't think he that was the right place for him, or I don't think it was the right move for the Rockets. Because Daryl Morey seems like you know one of the smarter sort of GMs in the league and stuff. And I don't know how much is this the new owner saying they don't want to pay the luxury tax or whatever. But he's gonna put this forward. Come on, man. Is Daryl Morey smart or a volume shooter? <laughs> 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 Habitual trainer, yeah. if you know what I mean. You throw enough, you throw enough shit, some sticks. Yeah, he's very, he's very he ahead seems of the be, He seems curve to be good at getting rid of people before they're blown up. Because yeah, for yeah. all this talk of like they miss Trevor Ariza, he ain't pulling up the trees in Phoenix. He, he got so. paid, and now he's not bothered. Uh, by the look yeah, of I think things. he's going to be on a different team come next week. But um, just talking yeah. analytics and stuff. How much should, do the Sharks and? So teams over here use analytics. Kind of I think it's getting a lot bigger than it used yeah. to be. Uh, I think. Uh, I guess it's easier they maybe because they have the tracking cameras and. All yeah, we have a system we know. use is called Synergy. Oh uh, yeah, Synergy uh, Sports. Yeah, every oh, okay. team. I think every team in the league, oh, cool. in the BBL, uses it. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, it's pretty. 
I would say, I don't know, definitely over 50%, like 75% of the teams in the world use that. If you can go on there, you can find any game. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a login for it, but I think they shut it down for people on the... uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, Synergy is crazy because you can go on there and you can see everything. It's like in like my... So how many uh, right, mid-range shots? Yeah, exactly. And as say like you know, good, very good, or you know, average, poor, whatever. So it's like it ranks you on every single facet of your game. So it's very easy to 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 see things like that. Um, the Houston Rockets, I know, are like big time on analytics. Oh yeah, they're, they're huge on it. Um, well, the first they, yeah, they like they're leading the way in terms of that technology, yeah. and that's why they shoot that, they shoot so many threes People is because to, yeah. the analytics are telling them that, that their best chances are dunks or threes. Layups and threes, yeah. That's yes, that's yes. That's, that's, so that's, that's why that's massive. The fact yeah. it took so long to get to that is, yeah. is I know, and, but now you see it's the trend. Like yeah. everybody's just gunning threes now, and it's working. Like I mean, you saw Popovich bitching and moaning about it yeah. a couple of weeks ago, yeah, saying so whatever okay. team hits more threes that wins. Because yeah. they score the most points usually. That's how. That's yeah. How you know what Greg Popovich sounds like? He sounds like he needs to retire. Yeah, he is. He's well, getting the angry. Thing is, the, the game isn't what it used to be. I remember it, back it, in my it day. It will never go backwards, and it will never. I go love backwards. Pop, though. I love Pop. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it will never go I backwards for this reason that that like you're six foot seven. If you know what I mean, I'm. Five foot seven, like I can't dunk a basketball. Yeah, like you could put on a mini trampolines and maybe I could get up there with a run and a bounce. I'm never gonna know what I'd that's pay like. Pay to see that, by the way. But you, know, <laughs> but you know what? I can stand. At, I can stand at the three point line and chuck a three. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? Definitely. I could probably hit him better than DeAndre Jordan in the game and all. If you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at Lo- Robin Lopez. Um, Robin Lopez. Um, what's his brother called? Brooke. Brooke Lopez, look at him this year. He's yeah. just absolutely like gunning from three. Yeah, That's didn't cool. he go like zero for twelve or something in yeah, one game? Yeah, doesn't matter though. That's his. Yeah. He did the Ariza. He's yeah. launching from like the hash mark and stuff. But that's his well. point though. That's his point because whatever he's doing, that their center's got to come out. I think it's gonna slightly swing the other way a little bit. I think it, it has already started. You see, sort of guys like Vucevic on Orlando. He's been going off now because they're not they're not respecting the sort of old school. Post game, so guys, like uh, I think it's kind of going to come back around a little bit. I don't know. Uh, It's crazy now, though. Like if you're like, I remember back in the '90s or like when I was in high school and stuff. Like you, the coaches would be like to the big guys. They're they're like, if you even looked at the the basket on the three point line, they would you'd get you subbed out or yelled at. And now it's like if if you're a seven footer, you need to knock down a three. Like it's expected now. Everybody can shoot threes now. So. It's kind of crazy. Like, I was kind of, like, in the middle of that where, like, you know, I started – I was a big man on my team, but I would, like, start shooting threes. And I was like, the top. Yeah, I was, like, the, straight s- on one? Yeah. Stretch, the stretch four, right? And But now it's, like, everybody's everybody's trying to – you know, if you're open, everybody's shooting the three. So it's interesting, but it's also – it's it's just crazy that how big of an effect it's having the on the game right as well. now. So the other thing is, is that you may go oh, – one out of three, if you know what I mean, which is about average. Any more than that is you're shooting well. Yeah. But because the pace has picked up, there's more misses. Yeah. And and that's that's like one weird thing which nobody seems to pick up on that you can have more misses. Each yeah. shot doesn't have as much value on it because people are taking more shots. Yeah, more shots are being so, left out there. Yeah, definitely. so you can afford to clank a lot more than you ever did. Yeah. Previously, as, as the game speeds up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, the three pointer is it's it's that thing which makes 
basketball related, like relatable to everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it's the one skill that anybody could could have, and that that's why it will. As much as I love to watch people dunk on on other people in that way, that like, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> you, I can I can go find a hoop, and I can go jack up shots yeah. from miles away. Fire some threes off, definitely. Did you see um, that thing with Rudy Gobert the other night when uh, he basically got? Ejected after a couple of minutes. Yeah, uh, I saw the fouls were re- the foul off seen, the tip. I've never that seen a so foul call weird. on a tip off. Yeah, and I don't. It didn't look like a foul. Like it was no, just I mean, they were going for the ball. Like he was trying to tip the ball. I can see his frustration, but I think he went. Obviously, he was oh, trying yeah, to get he, ejected he there. Tossed, yeah, yeah, like you don't. Didn't he have some comments about referees though on the day? Before? Well, that was the thing. Yeah. It was like a couple of games before he got fined by the league for. Just Slagging the officials off after a game. I oh, mean, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah said the same. Right. Obviously, this time, right. We're going to sort of. Well, yeah. I mean, the referees talk, man. They, the same, they, yeah. They're, it's like they're the, their own little, like, mafia, their own little crew. So, they're, of course, they're going to talk. And, that's, and, uh, that's one of the great they, sporting unwashed. That's one thing I learned playing football as a kid. That, like, if somebody went over and jawed at the ref. Then I'd walk straight after and just go back. He's a fucking dickhead, isn't he? And if you know what I mean. And the next time there's a fifty-fifty. It's not. It's a sixty-forty in my favour. Yeah. Because you know what? The rest like, yeah, he's a dickhead. Have you ever been tossed while you've been over here for a game? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My first, my first year in the league playoff game. Um, who was it against? It was, I think it was against Leicester when they had Robert Youngblood. Oh yeah! Oh yes. So me and Youngblood, uh, boxing out for a shot. We we get our arms get like linked up or whatever, and I I bumped him, and then he just grabbed my arm and pulled me down with him. So on the way down, I gave him a nice elbow <laughs> to the neck, um, and then a uh, bit of a scuffle on the floor, and then we both got we both got ejected. So that was uh, that was interesting. Ejected in a playoff game, my first year here. But no, you've not been ejected for. <laughs> I've been Sorry, ejected refs, in London. Though. I got ejected in London. Uh, a guy gra- went up for a rebound. A guy grabbed my arm, and I, pu- I pushed his back to get my arm out from under his. The ref was on the other side of him and thought I punched him in the back. And uh, so I got ejected. And then on the bus ride home, I had my laptop, and we got the footage off yeah. the camera. And I, like, zoomed in, and I slow-moed it down on my thing. And we sent a, a, an appeal into the league the next day. Yeah. And uh, the appeal went through, so I, I didn't get uh, suspended for any games. But, uh, yeah, a couple toss-outs, yeah. you know. Not like, for Jordan at the refs, though. No, 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 no. But, I mean, I've, I've seen it all. Like, I've seen Atiba get multiple texts from from shouting at the refs and as a player does that piss you off because well that's you you're the one's got to dig 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 yourself out of a hole that the coach is digging a bit deep yeah I, I think um so, i used to yeah. i used to hate it i used to anytime a tech got called i would always be like why what the hell's the point but now i'm older i'm like you know if a coach is doing it, he's doing it for for nine times out of ten, he's doing it for a reason. It's not he's not letting yeah. his emotions get the best out of him, out of him. So, I think if he's if he's going to that far to prove a point or something, he's trying to get an, a, a rise out of his guys. And and that, but you got to be strategic and you got to do it at the right time and and you got to have the right guys on the floor to be able to answer that. So, it is it is a tough one. And and you know nine times out of ten, 
when you get attacked, you're the team who's down. So you're giving them, you know, two another, yeah. another couple points, and then you got to dig yourself out, like you said. So it is, it is a tough one. Um, but yeah, I think I think it I, I think it can help a team actually because it'll it'll force teams to you know okay he's he's being serious this is real we got to dig ourselves out. Uh, who else do you enjoy watching in the league? Any teams or players in, uh, in the NBA? I mean, the the Celtics are, are a good team. It's the East is so good this year, man. Like it's really interesting to see. Um, I, I don't I don't catch too many games. I, I keep up with my Raptors. Disappointed that they couldn't handle the Bucks. They've lost to them twice now. But the East is looking really good, and I think you know Raptors are are playing really well. It was I saw uh, quite a bit of the game they played against Golden State. Uh, that was a, yeah, that was a great, great game. game. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. Steph Curry wasn't on the floor, yeah. but um, Durant was went off, yeah. and like Kawhi was playing really good defense on him too. But I mean, and Kawhi had I think forty as well. So that was a great game, and we won that game. So that's just I think obviously it's just a regular season game and this isn't the anywhere near to what the, the intensity of the playoffs is but i think for those guys mentally it's it's just like a little you know it's going to give them an edge yeah. what do gonna... you think the chance of Kawhi staying or i mean I, I, I thought listen everybody's yeah. like oh he wants to go to la or this or that why do you want to go to la though exactly why would he want to go to the la and I think, you know, okay, they're like, oh, Toronto, it's, you know, it's it's in Canada, the taxes are higher, oh, it's it's cold during the winter, but I'll tell you what, it's warm in that building when you guys are winning, and, and winning, road, yeah. and winning solves everything, and when you're, when you're coming from a team that's not winning, to going to a team not, that's winning. Why is not worried about eating, Bill, I'm sure. Say, well, no. Why would you want to be on a third team in three years? I don't know, I just, exactly. I and and see that. The the market in Toronto right now is absolutely insane. That every place is crazy, every yeah, single game, game is sold out, and then they have outside. There's a little area called Jurassic yeah, Park, and literally people like yeah. there'll be like twenty thousand people out front. So it's just like the the culture there, and like just the buzz around basketball there is just amazing. And and like I said, like winning. Like when I first came to Sheffield, I I wasn't picturing myself staying in Sheffield, but I won back to back cups here, yeah. and I had been on teams in Europe where we weren't we weren't winning anything, and and no disrespect to Sheffield, but I come from Toronto, which is like a huge city, and like so Sheffield compared to that, I left here and got sucked back. You can't disrespect. Yeah, me. no, but but <laughs> no, like I've been here for ten years. I yeah. love Sheffield with all my heart. Like I love living here. But it was that that when I first got here, I didn't really have any friends. I didn't really know the city that well. And uh, but you know, winning helped keep me around. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I think I think they make a playoff run, big playoff run. They just get to the finals this year, and and Kawhi gets I, a I taste of that. He He's not leaving. He's not leaving. He's signing. He's signing back. So, um, but we got to get to that point, and it's still early, very very early doors. But I just I like the way everything's moving in, in Toronto right now. But like I said, the East is tough, and like. If we have to match up against the, a Bucks team in the playoffs, that's that could potentially be crazy. And like we were talking about it before the podcast started with uh, George Hill, and um, yeah, that's a good move for them. Yeah, like uh, they this just, good. just another guard. I mean, Brogdon's played really well, but yeah, just just have another Brogdon's guard. Brogdon's my most improved. Yeah, so yeah he's, he's, he's solid. solid. Giannis, Giannis is Giannis like how is much insane. better did he get back over the summer? He's just like. He's He's a tank now too. He's put I've on weight. Seen, I've never seen anyone do so many standing dunks like him once. It's just like yeah. Yeah. if he gets you in the basket, it's over. It's he's like, yeah, he's like a kid on two K who's just cheating. If he can you get, know what I mean, who's if, made himself seven, a seven foot. If he's got momentum and he can get one foot in the paint and he's got another step, 
it's over because he's just euro steps around you and then he can dunk like from anywhere so it's just and his arms are so long that yeah he's got plenty of time to avoid your whack it's crazy well, like, and i thought last year i was like okay he's getting good now but now it's like okay he's even better than last year like, i've he's got a, a theory lot about his three-point shooting and why that's not really come around i think his hands are too big if you watch him He's like a grapefruit in his hand, the ball. It's almost as though his hands are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like it's too big for him to have sort of like that kind of jump. awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. hands just look too big. Even when he shoots free throws, it looks like he's struggling to shoot the free yeah. throw. Like, yeah. he's got to, like, really put effort in to flick it. It's weird. Um, but, yeah, I think if he can develop a three-point shot, he'll he'll be the best player in the league. Yeah. We went to Philly to see him last oh, year, and he was injured. Him. Oh, like, you're gonna pick one game, one game, and it fitted at the time, and it was Giannis and Ben Simmons, and, the same and game. they were both injured. No, Ben Simmons uh, played. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what did you think of him? Uh, he's alright. Yeah, he's good. He's small point forwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. That, that's a, Mind me of Royce that whole Sixer situation is strange. I I I've read something that uh, Embiid and and Simmons don't even like talk to each other. They don't look they, like they do. No, they don't look. They don't look like they're but, enjoying playing. Them, no. No. To be honest, Ben Simmons doesn't look like he enjoys playing basketball. Full stop. No, to be I just think, think you, yeah, you gotta like, you gotta have some of a middle ground or something. You know, you gotta not, you don't have to love the guys that you play with, yeah. but you gotta, you know, somewhat get along and build some chemistry with them. I think Embiid is Embiid is a bit is a bit of like Shaq about him. Yeah, he's like he's big. He's he's the biggest presence on the court, but he's also the biggest presence off the court yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And although he's serious, he's also not serious quite a lot. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think there's just a touch of Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, like I think personality type. definitely. Three, you throw Jimmy Butler in there, and I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Woof woof. Like, yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. You know. I mean, <laughs> it looks like a accident waiting to happen. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. uh I don't know about that trade, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, time, I think time Bob will Boston tell. will probably get better as the season goes on and figure a few things out. Yeah, I, I mean, look I at Boston. I still think Toronto and Boston are possibly the teams to go through, even over Milwaukee at this point. I don't know. Yeah. We shall see. Boston. I think Yanis is, is the best player in the East. And I think I think in Bud, they've found the coach who's worked out as long as you've got a centre, which is going to pull the other team's centre out of that paint. So yeah. Giannis has got that free run. That lane. As long as, that's why Henson was gone. That's why they kept McCurr. Because McCurr injured as well, can shoot, as you know. But yeah. As long as you can clear that, that lane out for Giannis. What do you oh, make What of, do you do with that? Yeah. You know, I mean, who's stopping it? Kawhi in the playoffs. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe. Claw. I love yeah. that nickname, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Claw. Well, that, we're going to have to see, aren't we? Yeah. That, that's what I mean. I'd be, I'd be great, great matchup. I mean, they they only lost them by what? It was like six points the other night. I think both and of them they had a terrible deep. second quarter. So, I don't know. I think. I don't, I don't fear them, but they are a great team. They'll be a good team to watch moving forward. But yeah, I'm happy Kawhi's in Toronto. Um, Spindleton's and, got that full on sprinting free. He's in that. Yeah, it's strange. He takes like... Kind of runs to the three-point line, He takes he? like a step back, like way out. He'll dribble it up and then stop and take a couple of steps back so the guy will sag towards yeah. the three-point line. And then he runs at him like it's a sprint. Like yeah. three super... And then oh, pulls right up on him. Ooh, yeah. And, and the defender's just like, what are you doing? Create space. About to, am I taking a charge here? What am I doing? And it's 
Three really space strange. stop and pop. Have you seen much of uh, Jokic in uh, Denver? Uh, he's an interesting player I, to watch. No, I don't, I don't really catch their games. I'm not really looking out for them. But he's weird. He's got a like he's, a... He is a funny player to watch. And uh, just like, I don't know, the way he bobbles his head and he run, the way he runs well, up and down the court. Yeah, he's, like, very, he's got like no pump, neck and pump, his yeah, arms yeah, are really long. And, just looks like a nightclub bouncer or something. Yeah, and he looks like he eats like cheese beer burgers oh, and yeah, drinks yeah. like 12 packs every There's day. There's no definition <laughs> in them arms or anything. Yeah. I find it fascinating to watch. I think it's uh, just the way he slings those sort of catapults or passes around the court. Yeah, I mean, he can he can really move the ball. Like but 15 assists in the night. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Good. It's crazy. But yeah, he's another guy where it's like, okay, he's not, he's not taking a game over. Or yeah, how far like that. can like, he? So how are you gonna? Yeah, how far player. are you gonna ride yeah, on yeah, his back, yeah, right? Especially defensively, yeah. Uh, has a few. They've signed uh, Nick Young today, by the way, Denver. So, uh, well, you know, Isaiah's not come back as fast as they hope to make a difference. I think so. he could be done, sadly, but yeah. Really? Well, um, yeah, it's not looking good. Hip injuries. Uh, well, to be honest, with that. He's the same size as me, so <laughs> yeah. and how are you ever going to get back physically to the point where you can compete at that level? Yeah, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you, that's it's crazy. A top draw. It's, he's had a he's had a tough road. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, if he was taller, lost, he could change his money. game a little lost. to adjust to like yeah. using a bit of pace and dynamism. But it's strange how you can go from basically potentially a max player to like a league minimum. Almost overnight. Within, yeah. Once like you kind of get one stuck with that sort of tag as well, you kind of never really move. It's like Derek Rose now. Yeah. Obviously, he's having a great sort of bounce back sort of year by sort of his recent standards. But once you get stuck with, with that, that cloud over your head, yeah, and you kinda, it's another it's thing like we talked about, that, like yeah. with, with like Luca and stuff, like the scouts start talking and like, okay, is it, this, he's an injury guy. He's like, you know, this guy, you know, or he's a soft European guy or whatever, you know. So, like, I think there is a lot of that in the NBA. And it's a lot of you know a lot of talk and a lot of who you know and, and that type of thing. Yeah, no, I mean draft draft time. It's it's every year. It's like half the time teams seem to pick players because somebody else wanted. To, if you know what I mean, if a player falls, they're like, well, screw our plans. We'll take him. Yeah. Because it's all he was supposed to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so and, yeah. and then people just whiff on their picks because they right we had a plan we'll stick to that. Oh, but this has happened and we weren't expecting it to. Yeah. Well, why would that change your plan? Your plan was sound in the first place. Like, yeah. The best player on somebody else's team doesn't necessarily make your team better. No, definitely not. Yeah. Warriors stole the team to beat for you, though, league wise. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're the they're the best when when they're healthy. Yeah, when they're healthy, they're the best team. Like, who's gonna who in the West is gonna beat them? I no, I imagine well, now Houston have kind of regressed. Yeah, yeah like I if the playoffs were tomorrow, team. Houston's yeah. not beating them. Uh, we're gonna have to, if Toronto make a deep playoff run and uh, and New Orleans is there, we're, we're gonna have to have a road trip yeah. to uh, go and watch the Claw. Maybe oh Toronto man, that would be those, awesome. Uh, yeah, count, me <laughs> count me in. Count me in. You can be our tour guide. Yeah, that'd uh, be good. Yeah, yeah I'm keen. I haven't been to a Raptors game in probably. Definitely over ten years. Really? Yeah, so I'd love to get, get the whole get northern one. thing. Is it the same arena? It's just changed the name, haven't they? Yeah, totally. it was the Air, Air Canada Center, and now yeah. it's the Scotia, Scotia Center. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the only TV people call Scotia it. Scotia Mike. It's, it's weird. It just reminds me of Vince. So yeah. yeah, Air Canada, man. The ACC. Yeah, it's strange because it was that from from the from its inception. So, uh, 
but yeah, no, Scotia Centre. Ben's still getting minutes. He's got his own podcast now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's all right, it's quite funny. I, I heard he had a podcast. Ben's still getting minutes. He is. Um, cool, we should probably wrap this up. Any money you want to shout out? Anything you want to... Uh, Big shout out to all the boys on the team. Uh, let's keep this streak going, fellas. Like I said, yeah, we have a game uh, this Friday, the 14th, at uh, the EIS Sheffield against the Newcastle Eagles. Big, big game for us. If we win, uh, we could potentially go joint first in the league. Uh, we're just two points out of first right now. So, uh, yeah, get down to the EIS this Friday. And if you're in London, you guys, is it Sunday? Sunday, I believe, 4 o'clock tip. Sheffield transplants, if you fancy seeing the shots. Oh, just do London. Go check out yeah. a game of the Copper Box. Yeah. Nice out that way. Yeah, Copper Box, 4 o'clock. Sharks versus the Lions, who are the league leaders. So, yeah, get down. Get down to one of them. I do. Anything at all? See what I have to Chicago, doing that. Whatever. What the fuck? What? what the, I, don't, I don't like that. We'll wade in. I don't like that. Time, but, like... You can lose by one point and still have the same chance of getting Zion Williams. You don't have to do that. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to do that. 63. 13th biggest deficit in history. I think it's the Celtics' biggest ever win. Like, it's just, yeah, just it, it, 133 to 77 or something. And, um, Not good. what else? I watched, uh, I watched, I watched quite a lot of the Lakers Grizzlies all hyped to see this great Grizzlies, like, uh, defense, and they got fucking as well they got 88 I, don't know what, I still don't know what to make of the Lakers I was going to say we haven't talked about the Lakers I know it's kind of trying to avoid that, you ever hear. Else does. Um, they, I don't think they've got a real signature win yet I don't, I don't know. think they've got a real signature win they've had quite also, an easy schedule I think I also I think. don't think they have the youthful core they think they do no. Well, I think right now they're kind of stuck in a, in a middle part where they've got all these young guys but they've they're they got them on the bet. Like, do they want to win this year, or do they want to get better in like three years? And I think that's the decision. The timeline's kind of out of whack. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, does LeBron want to like? Because it's either you go with your veteran guys now, like you, you go with like your Rondo, your McGee, and your LeBron, or you go with your young guys and you get like Kuzma and Ingram and Lonzo Ball more time so they can develop, and then. I don't think Lonzo is long for that team, to be honest. Uh, if I was them, I, Lonzo would be the first one I'd trade. Because yeah, I think you'd get a lot of value for him. I don't think you need him with LeBron. No. I mean, they have been, chemistry-wise, They a couple games ago they were clicking. But LeBron is just so ball-dominant. And yeah. even though he says this season, oh, he wants to play more off the ball, he can't. Like You can't change guys like that. Like He's Despite always had the ball in his hand. He seems like a generally... So a decent kid, he plays hard. Lonzo, yeah. oh yeah, definitely. Like I, mean, I like he's an NBA player. He's probably not an All Star no, player, but, but he, he could be a good player. He could produce like and team, he can like, pass the ball. You put him on Orlando or Phoenix. Honest, or he's fixed he the like shot a little bit. It looks better. He's, he's more consistent. Yeah. Seems like he'd have a much better chance to thrive out of that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. He needs to be playing thirty five minutes a game. Yeah, I think LA as well. A lot of distractions there. His parents live there. He's. I think they paid him to show up, didn't they? The Lakers. Yeah. About <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. He has been a lot quiet, more yeah. quiet lately. Um, but yeah, and then they just signed Tyson Chandler, so another vet for them. But is he going to be that difference maker? I don't know. 100%. He's not being. No. I think he, I think he makes a massive 
difference. Well, it is compared to having nobody behind well, you. Well, him game, and LeBron but... just play a two-man game. He guards LeBron's man. He's at LeBron's man. Yeah, you which he can. He like, he's quick for a big guy. and All he does is just run moving screens for LeBron. Yeah. That's all he does. Yeah, but that like, also hinders them on, on the other end when, you know, he can't knock down a big yeah, shot. He's fine with that. He, he, yeah. don't, he don't really want anybody. And literally, Tyson's the king of the bear hug moving screens. So, yeah. <laughs> like, just, I'm hugging you. Like, it's it's amazing to watch at times. Yeah. The refs let him get away with it. Hopefully he makes a bit of a change. I mean, I I love LeBron and I I, I want to see them get better, but it's just it's tough, man. That that West is tough, and and I, like I said, I don't just I just the identity of that team. It's like you got these three young studs that need time to develop, and then you got you know you've got a, a good variety of vet guys. But I feel like they gotta they gotta pick a direction. It's either one or the other. Yeah. And they're saying how LeBron's waving off Luke Walton's calls and stuff like that, but I don't, I, I, don't, I think that's one of those another things of, of those where it's kind of being taken out of context. Like, oh, anything with the Lakers gets blown out. Yeah, and like it's like it's LeBron. He's been to the finals like eight years in a row. If he wants to bring the ball up the court and make his own call, I'm sure you know he can do that. You know that. what? As well, fucking like Phil. I'm sure Phil Jackson drew up loads of plays. That just got ignored by MJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean as well. Like Jordan just, was like, uh, no, I saw. <laughs> well, the thing is as well, as a coach, surely you're like, right, we're gonna do this. But if you see someone else, yeah, that's part of surely being a good coach is empowering your players to, if you see a better option, go for that. Don't yeah. just slavishly follow this. Exactly, you can't. You can't be a robot and you have to make reads in basketball that's you like can't that's like the biggest for, thing you can't legislate for their center taking one step to the left which opens the lane or something yeah, exactly which, all right i'll get a teardrop that's better than a long range too I'll yeah yeah lakers are an interesting one Clippers, Warriors, Blazers, and Nuggets on the Clippers, road. Clippers, man. Clippers are road, looking so. good, too. Clippers are really good. They're a good yeah, team. Yeah, man. Everybody's really, good. Yeah. Clippers got that young Canadian kid. What's his name? Shea. Shea Gilgis. Yeah. Yeah, he lives on the real scale. Yeah. Uh, God, he's, he's real tough. Real yeah. tough kid from Toronto. Shout out to Toronto. He's playing really well as well recently. Yeah. yeah. I always like the Clippers just for Boban. Oh, man. He's circuit. so funny, yeah, man. Amazing, I love him. Absolutely, man. Let, let them in scoring. Him them and uh, Tobias Harris have like the, oh, their social the media buddy thing going on. And yeah, and stuff. yeah. Well, Patrick Beverly and uh, Avery Bradley are two, two of my two K stalwarts in the backcourt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to stop. Get them to it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah we're watching the Raptors closely this week. I think uh, yeah, the Warriors game Wednesday night. Mm. Yeah, that'll be a good one. The Clippers game will be good too. Draymond Green should be back as well. So we'll kind of be nice to see both teams at sort of full strength. Full strength. Yeah, so, if Larry's fit and. Uh, yeah. We'll see, but yeah, definitely a road trip later in the year if we can. That'd be good. Okay. Yeah. Is there a VR game this week? Have you watched the NBA VR or have you seen any of that? No. I'll have to show you before you go. Oh. This will blow your mind, honestly. Is it? Oh, mind blowing. No, I'm telling you. Okay. Mind blowing. Little sneak preview. Right, we should probably let you go, Mike. Cool. Thanks, thanks for, for joining us. Me, Hopefully, I'll have you on again. Always um, a pleasure. Before the season's out. Yeah, for sure. No sharks. Fear the fin. Fear the That's fin. it, baby. Fear the fin. Thanks, Peace guys. Out. Cheers. Cheers.